Oh my god, is that- My Volkswagen Beetle made you look like a giant spider? Yeah, get in! <laughs> and welcome back to the girls who cried be horror as always i am anya hi creeps i'm alex i'm so excited to talk spiders today yes we are covering the giant spider invasion from 1975 for this episode um which you know i felt it was time we got mm-hmm. back to, you know, what we've done a few times, like the the, the monster, but it's actually like a, a normal creature just like made huge or multiplied. Mm-hmm. And I also feel that it's been a while since we've talked about spiders. I mean, obviously we had our past, you know, eight-legged freaks episode with our arachnophobia, mm-hmm. tangential terror. What a time. Um, and I thought, you know what? You know what my life is missing? Giant spiders. You're but only lucky. in film. Only in film, girl. Not yeah, in real life. It has been – it's been a minute since we've done a little creature feature. It was time. Yeah. Uh, I love a good creature feature because I love a fucking puppet, which we will definitely get yeah, into. Um, but, yeah, this is a movie that um, I know has is has a cult following to a certain degree. Uh, mm-hmm. I know um, – I believe Mystery Science Theater did an episode on it, which really skyrocketed it to – a cult b-horror status so it just felt right that you know we were to cover it at some point um Mm -hmm. and get back into the 70s a little bit for a moment um but yeah this was a first watch for both of us um which we when we were talking about it we were like oh my gosh it's been like a minute since we both i feel like had a movie that we were watching (laughs) the first time like not true because we just did that for puppet master but this is one that like was kind of like not really on our radar, I feel like. Like, Puppet Master was something that we very much knew about and we're like, we're going to do yes. it eventually. Where this, I feel like, kind of was like, hey, wait a minute. What's this? Let's do this. Um, and, yeah, I ha- I definitely had fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure at first. At first, I was like, oh, no, have I made a grave mistake in picking this? Like, what am I even going to say about this? And then, and then those spiders really showed up. And I said, actually, I made a great choice. You got to trust the process. Um, no, literally. Yeah. I mean, I knew, yeah, I knew a lot about like Puppet Master prior to watching it. So even though I hadn't seen it as like an actual film, I had some kind of like cultural knowledge about it going into it. And this one, you picked this movie, and I straight up was like, I have never heard of that, which <laughs> I, I love because you know I'm always trying to educate myself more and more. And like, I feel like the '50s were very much a big time for the big like insect like arachnid kind of films and I've seen a few of them from that time period and obviously more of the like the 2000s schlocky kind of like reboots of them but I had never seen anything from this time period of like the big bug so I was very excited Mm -hmm. um I had a really good time watching it I mean it is kind of like I would say it's similar to like the blob in a like the original blob in a way where it's kind of like it's just a small town where like most of the movie is just you like watching the characters interact with each other and kind of getting a sense of like their dynamics and the the way the town is run and the politics of the town and 
then there's like some big bugs coming to fuck you up. And so I, I enjoy both sides of that. I, I enjoy the like easy, silly town people. And I also enjoy when they get fucking wrecked by big old spiders. No, absolutely. And I, and I made the same note of like, it's obviously influenced by the original blob. And it's funny because we've covered so many films now that I feel like they're all interconnected, having like where it's like definitely the blob. I'm it made me think of Meteor Shit from Creep Show, which obviously came mm-hmm. after. Um, made me think of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which we already talked about, which is obviously influenced by the blob. And it's just so funny. Not funny, but like I love when we cover movies or just when I watch a movie in general in the horrorscape where I'm just like, oh, this is like trope heavy and not specifically trope heavy in the way that like our ranking system is where it's like they've got a girl with her big boobs out and we've got a Mm -hmm. dumb jock, like more so story wise trope heavy where it's like, yeah, I'm like, like it just follows those beats of like we have to meet the silly townspeople and then something crash landed on earth oh no there's an invasion and it's just like it you know it works every time don't fix it if it isn't broken i i definitely had a lot of fun with this but Mm -hmm. before we go any further if you're interested in watching this movie before we do anything else it is available multiple avenues it's on Tubi it's on a bunch of the other I watched it on some random free movie streaming app but they've also got like four or five uploads of the entire movie right on YouTube if you just type in on YouTube the giant spider invasion it's like every result is like the full movie um so which I will get back to we will come back around to that quick it's shortly in the um the fun facts okay Um, sounds great but yeah, and so before we get to those fun facts, Alex, my do you want to tell our audience what this movie is about? I'll do my best. Um, all right. So the giant spider invasion is set in a very small rural town in Wisconsin, uh, where one night a meteor or comet of some sort crashes down in the backyard of a farm. The people who live at this farm are some of our main cast of characters, so I will just establish them right away. They are the Kesters. It is a married couple named Ev and Dan. Ev is clearly very unhappy in her marriage. She is a struggling alcoholic. And I'm going to just go on a ledge here and say that all of her issues stem from her piece of shit husband, Dan, who is abusive. He's a cheater. He is not home the night of the comet because he's having an affair, but pretending that he's listening to a preacher give a sermon the most hypocritical motherfucker of all of them. Um, And they also live with Ev's younger sister, Terry, who, of course, because Dan is a creep, is constantly hitting on. Um, And Terry is not home when the crash happens because she is out on a date with her boyfriend, Davey, who is the son of the man who runs the local town paper. And the four of them are kind of our main cast, along with the bumbling sheriff, who's kind of just this, like, Sweet old guy. I think he was the guy who played the skipper on Gilligan's Island, if I'm correct. Yes, because he makes like a he he says like hi little buddy when like mm-hmm. Davy comes in first, and that's like a reference to his character on Gilligan's Island. Oh, okay. Um, he's he's very sweet, but he's like you know not necessarily the kind of sheriff you want if something big happens. If a disaster strikes, yeah, you know, he seems kind of like the sheriff who it's the small town, nothing bad happens, so he's just kind of like cracks jokes and doesn't th- take things too seriously. So. That's our main cast of characters for now. The comet crashes at the back of this farm and it causes all kinds of electrical issues uh, for people in town. 
And also aircrafts in the sky, it has a lot of effects on like the magnetic field. Like it's just, it's very bad. And the following morning, Ev is insistent that they go check out what the fuck crashed in their yard. And Dan, despite not wanting to, goes along with her. And they very sadly discover dozens of cattle have been slaughtered. And they are like, what the fuck could do this? And then they discover the crash site, which is filled with all of these little geode rocks that kind of look like little coconuts. Um, Mm -hmm. And number one rule of a comet or a meteor or anything, don't fucking touch anything that comes that lands. Don't touch it. What are you doing? But Mm -hmm. it's the 70s and they don't know. So they bring them home with them and they decide to crack them open to see what could possibly be inside. Nothing good. Unfortunately, one of the rocks falls to the ground and cracks open and they don't notice this very colorful tarantula crawl out of it. But they do notice that it's filled with what looks like diamonds. So they begin harvesting all of the jewels that they possibly can so that Dan can bring them to town to his cousin Billy, who runs the local jewelry shop to get them appraised. Spoiler alert, Billy's also a piece of fucking shit. We hate Mm -hmm. him. Um, Meanwhile, while this is happening in the town, a local um, astronomy professor has noticed all of this weird change in the atmosphere because of this crash. And she reaches out to NASA to try to get some help. They agree that something is going on. So they send somebody out to meet her. And together, the two of them go to this small town to meet up with the sheriff and eventually Davy, who's trying to write a paper, uh, um, a story for the paper about what's going on. And as they are trying to discover what's happening back at the farmhouse, everyone's getting fucking wrecked by spiders of all sizes, tarantula size, dog size, house size. It gets pretty much everyone, Ev, Dan, Billy, and it almost gets Terry, but luckily her boyfriend, comes to her rescue right as her house is collapsed in on her and he's able to save her as the house-sized spider exits and flees the crime scene into the field. Now that they have discovered that this is fucking spiders, NASA and the, the crew of the town folk have decided to drop like a neuron device into uh, the crash site because it has created a black hole where all of these extraterrestrial spiders have been able to come to earth through very mist esque, if you will. Mm. Um, And, you know, because it's a nice shocky little B movie, they drop their very specific science fiction based weapon and they melt that spider back to hell, baby. And a few other things happen here and there, but that's kind of it. That is certainly it. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think you're fucking getting out of a movie called The Giant Spider Invasion? Like, yeah, um, it's it's okay. very heavy sci-fi. I didn't expect it to be so much like science in it. Yeah, there are a lot of scenes where they're like explain, like they're in like what looks like a high school like science lab, and they're like, yeah, this black hole. You see, this is what this means, and I'm like. They're so silly for this. I don't care. Show me another <laughs> yeah. big spider puppet. Um, anyways, let's get into some background. I don't have a crazy amount. Um, but this film, The Giant Spider Invasion, was directed by Bill Rebane. I believe his last name was pronounced. Mm-hmm. Rebane. Rebane. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? Anyways. Um, it cost about um, $300,000 to make, which is fucking nothing. Um, Do we know the the inflation today? No, I don't. Maybe like a million? 
Yeah, which is still would be considered like yeah. absolutely nothing. For yeah. a Hollywood budget, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Especially if you have big names, I'm sure. Um, But it is listed among – this movie is listed among the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made in the official Razzie wow. Movie Guide. But even really? giving that rank – Yeah. Even giving that ranking, it was a surprising box office hit when it came out. It was actually one of the top 50 grossing movies of 1975. Wow. How many movies came out in 1975? We'd have to Google. <laughs> As if I just, I oh, mean, you know how many movies came out in 1975? Let me tell 51. you. <laughs> I'll Google it literally uh. right now. <laughs> uh, no, because I need to know. I can't believe how it got, many? I don't think it's Razzie level bad. It's like just showing me lists of movies and I'm just That's like, fine. I'm not going to. Yeah, let me just sit here and I'm count. I'm just curious like what percentile it was in if it was in the top 50. I don't know, girl. Um, But... I believe it came out same year as uh, Jaws. Oh, did it? Well, there's like a Jaws like reference in it. So, yes. Um, and they like knew they were competing with Jaws, which I'll come back to. Um, Imagine being like, all right, guys, I think we can do it. I think that we can like really beat out Jaws this week. No. But you know what? Like the same joy that I get when like Bruce's big fat fucking head comes out of the water in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Is comparable to the joy I got when I was like, oh, we're just going to do tarantulas. And then that big fucking pipe cleaner spider arm came out. And I said, who is this? <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting a little bit underwhelmed before Big Daddy showed up. Oh, yeah, Big Daddy, Big Mama, girl. Big Mama. Big mama. Um, anyways, director uh, said that while the movie, so while the movie was, you know, gross millions of dollars over the past 35 years, because obviously it's become such a hit, mm-hmm. um, he um, has never seen even a fraction of that money because this is, in his quote, one of the most pirated movies in history, which would explain why oh. it's so readily fucking available on YouTube to watch. Yeah, um, that checks out. And despite being obviously like, probably a little disgruntled about the fact that he's not getting that cash for this. Um, He is proud of the impact that this movie has had on the city of Merrill, Wisconsin, which is where they shot, Um, which is nice. Um, It's always nice when you watch a movie and you're like, ah, yes, this isn't um, them shooting somewhere in LA and trying to convince me it's, you know, like Michigan or some shit. Like, so uh, love a change of pace. Um, well, I'm sure now, it was also very alert. helpful for, like, the budget constraints to just, like, shoot in a small town. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, similar to um, Son of Party Massacre, when we talked about how, in a way, it had been written by two different women and they approached it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar thing happened here. It was written by two men. The first guy that kind of started it had kind of approached it more seriously like oh this is like a serious like black hole (laughs) spiders coming out to kill people issue and then the second person that got their hands on it he kind of took the more comedic route so any of like the sillier one-liners or whatever are his work but this all comes together because by the time that filming began there were such creative differences um it led to the script not being done not being finished. So there was only like pages of dialogue written at this point when they had like started filming. Um, so to motivate uh, the writer at the time, Robert Easton, to finish the script while they were filming, um, he had to finish 10 to 15 pages a day. Um, and the director would lock him in a cabin and tell him that he had to finish this task or he would not be fed. 
Okay, writers have always needed better fucking support, and it's still relevant today. There is part of it that was like, oh my god, I'm such a lazy piece of shit. I need someone to do this to me. Lock me in a room. <laughs> do not feed me and be like, you better give me those 10 pages, bitch. And you know what? I'll do it. I work well with a fire lit under my ass. Um, so there was part of it that was like jealous. I was like, oh, what I wouldn't do to have someone care about me that way. <laughs> Deluded. Um, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense, though, because like so much of the film does feel a little bit disjointed where like the action of the spiders and a lot of the dialogue is very silly and campy. But then the actual explanation of the spiders and the two like actual like scientist people is like so textbook and like intellectual and I'm like why are we why are we doing this I thought we're having a good time and that makes sense if it was like kind of being approached from two very different perspectives when it was being written it checks out I mean no those scenes absolutely kind of like drag the pacing down a little bit we'll come back to that Mm -hmm. when we get into our bigger discussion um but going back around to Jaws because um the producers of the film knew that they were gonna have to compete with Jaws in the same year originally the spiders were going to be about 10 feet long but knowing they were going to have to compete with Jaws, they were like, um, no, they have to be bigger. They have to pose a bigger threat, which is, of course, is why we got our giant fucking spider mama, which the biggest spider of the movie, which is who we see roaming about in the fields, moving fluidly as hell. Um, <laughs> that was achieved. That big spider was achieved by covering a Volkswagen Beetle with fake black fur with legs op- that were operated um, like from within the car by people within the car, which what, what a fucking dream. Um, it was driven in reverse so that the taillights would act as the creatures <gasps> or the spider's eyes. Um, oh my God. All the other spiders, like it. the bigger spiders were like puppets or whatever, other than like the live tarantulas. But yeah, that was a car baby. And that's why that shit Roll. Were they driving one mile per hour? Because that spider was taking its sweet time having a scenic oh, I mean, little walk. I'm sure they had to drive really slow since they were driving in reverse and like all that <laughs> shit is covered. I guess. <laughs> well, there was something wow. I thought I saw where it was like in the scene when like the spider is like attacking the little league game yeah. or whatever. You I'm can like sorry. see. My brought me over his stuffed spider toy. <laughs> <gasps> Cooper! And our special guest today. Cooper, if you can hear him chewing and squeaking in the background, he's chomping on his little tarantula toy. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Cooper versus the love giant it. spider invasion. Serendipity. I love that. Um, but apparently you can see tread marks in the scene if oh. you look closely when they're like attacking the little league game because mm-hmm. it's a car. Spoiler. Um, now the last two things I have are um. Kind of situations that went awry on set, which mm, is that uh-oh. originally- You don't want to hear that from a, a film where there are live spiders. And it, you you know, know? it has nothing to do with live spiders at all. Thank nothing fucking to God. Do with live spiders. If I was on a set and they were like, uh-oh, and there were spiders involved, that's my- Uh-oh, has anybody stop. seen the tarantula case? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my time, you guys. I gotta go. Um, no, this all has to do with the big- big spiders and their okay. the stunts they were trying to do with them. So the first thing is that originally they wanted one of the big spiders um, bursting in – that was in a tree, bursting into flames, I assume at the time uh, near the end when, like, the bomb thing goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do this, they had, like, the big 
spider whatever in the tree with gunpowder all over it and they that had two crew dangerous. members that like oh girl yeah obviously well, <laughs> this is here they so they have the gunpowder all the spider and they have two crew members like above this spider and they're like okay light a match drop it on the spider and they're like obviously like rolling the film or whatever so they're like light a match drop it nothing happens light another match drop it like nothing happens so they like the whole fucking book of matches drop it nothing happens so then they're like okay like this is like not working whatever let's turn off the camera whatever the second they turn off the camera the fucking spider goes up in a huge explosion so one they missed the whole shot um (laughs) and the fireball that is this explosion shoots upwards singes and burns hair off the crew members and they had to be taken to the hospital to be treated for severe burns. Um, yeah. And it also started several small brush fires. Um, yeah. Which, of course, the director was furious that he didn't get the shot. But it is just like, <laughs> people are hospitalized. I, I think there's probably a few different ways you could have gone about that instead of having crew members go above something that's going to blow up and then drop matches onto it. Um, it is just like you're in a fucking so... animated thing and just like, fucking tie a rope and like light one end of the rope and let it like ignite yeah you know? do a but little dynamite action i'm definitely not in favor of like putting your crew in danger no. it's just always funny especially with these older movies because mm-hmm. you really would not be able to get away with this in any capacity today but these older movies and specifically these older low budget movies where they are just like we gotta get this shot and mm-hmm. we'll get it however we have to pour gunpowder on that fucking puppet like there is a part of me that's like, ugh, that old cinema charm. Yeah. As long as they're alive and survived it, that's, and you know. To my hopefully knowledge, their injuries were not, say that they were dead. Hopefully their injuries were not too severe. That's horrible. But to end off on another injury, um, there was also supposed to be a big dramatic shot of the giant spider crushing the house. Okay, and yeah, they were going to achieve this by dropping the spider from a crane. While then, like, so drop the car spider. I don't think it would be attached because I think the spider that they show that is on top of the house, that big spider, that's mm. not, obviously not attached to the car. So I no, I don't think right. it would be attached to the car. I think it would just be the loose, bigger spider. Um, they were dropping on the house, but because like that, I think dropping on the house obviously would not collapse a house. So mm-hmm. while that was happening, they had a bulldozer chained to the back of the house that would like. Whoosh, pull the house away so it'd be like oh it crushed it um when they filmed it though um the spider legs um apparently i don't really know the logistics of this but they went straight up in the air when the spider dropped and because of this the crew inside that were working the arms of the spider um it's not clear to me but they were essentially almost killed from broken wood that was part of the demolished house Ugh. that went through the spider and came close to impaling them. That's so it might have been the car spider girl. I don't know. Um, since I feel That's like... Really scary. Wow. But, you know, life or death situations in this movie and not from worth it. Know, tarantula bites. Yeah, totally worth it, guys. <laughs> glad you got no money for it. And people can watch it Glad you're not seeing a penny of that work. Um, but yeah, so that mm. is the giant spider invasion background but let's get into the meat of this movie which i think a good place to start is i think the experience we both had with this to start um which was being like oh this is like blame this is like boring Mm -hmm. like first 40 minutes 
because I fucking time stamped it. First 40 minutes, like not a whole lot going on. At like 20 minute mark is when you see like the first spider. So I was like, okay, right. decent timing. But it's a tarantula. And there's a part of me that was like, oh my God. Like not to be like, tarantulas aren't scary. Like if you fucking let those loose in my fucking house, like goodbye. But I was like, oh, giant spider invasion. Like that's not a giant spider. That's a fucking tarantula. Like that's a normal size for a tarantula. So I was like, and at this point, you're only getting, like, the strange character work, especially um, with the Kester farm and, like, that mm-hmm. weird fucking dynamic. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, can we move on? And then at 40-minute mark, uh, I believe it is Eve? Is this is the old? Ev. Ev mm-hmm. is in her fucking uh, bedroom. There's all these spiders. And then she goes to open the dresser drawer, and it's, like, shaking. And who comes out but this <laughs> fuzzy little, like, baseball mitt size spider and he's like no literally what he's doing like just like shaking the dresser and i was like <laughs> wow never mind let's keep going i was wrong i'm trusting the process and i was like even if we only get spiders that size like i'll be happy mm-hmm. and they fucking kept it going then she runs to the barn then you got like the halloween decor size spider mm-hmm. jumping out from her and i was like oh my god not a clue in the world we were going to get Big Mama on the house and Big Mama roving in the field. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I was like, this is the most beautiful shit I've ever seen. I am a fool to have doubted my choice. Um, were, you as, were you just as excited when you saw the big puppets? I was. I mean, I I wasn't necessarily, like, bored or that disappointed up to the 40-minute mark because I think I knew that they were really, like, leaning into – making sure that we fucking hated Dan so that it would be a satisfying death. So I was like just really soaking in how much I hated him. And like there was enough spider activity, even though there were smaller spiders scattered throughout until the big reveal that I was like, it was giving arachnophobia a little bit of like Ev sitting at the table, like killing all the spiders and then all of the like spider webs around her that she doesn't notice. And when she fucking blended that spider for her little death moment, (gasps) so disgusting. So like, there were enough little things. And then the scene right before, it was the scene where you see the spider in the drawer. But before she does it, she's take, she takes off her pants and she gets into bed. And as somebody who does not enjoy pants, I was like, yeah, girl, correct move. But then you watch the tarantula crawl up and like it's heading toward her like fucking little bare legs. And I was, I was very anxious. I was very nervous. I was like, get the fuck up. I hate this shit. So I was honestly relieved in a way when the big like comical guys came because I feel like yes. they're less scary to me because they are so absurd and like silly or like yeah. these real life little tarantulas I feel like I'd much rather deal with like a one big scary guy than a ton of like regular size guys because then they could just like crawl on me and ch- I hate it so like it went from me being slightly uncomfortable to being like okay hi babies who are you you're so cute and the first first aerial shot you really get of i'm assuming the volkswagen spider yeah is so beautiful it happens yeah it just it like it's right after a death and it just like cuts to this like aerial shot of the spider very calmly and regally walking through this like gorgeous field and i was like i love this how did they do this this looks so fucking good because like i think of a movie I watched from like the 50s that was uh fuck 
it was another big spider movie and they got all of their shots by like having a, a real life tarantula like a bunk, a, around a bunch of like miniature things which looked right. really good but I was still like I can tell that that's like you know whatever but this I was like oh, I really believe that that spider is on a hike look at him go <laughs> it's on a hike oh my god well no, that shot specifically, because I remember being like, what? Because when they, yeah, they pan up, but it's this big aerial, and it's this beautiful green field, and it's just like, it's like on a little stroll. And I remember being yeah. like, is that like visual effects? I was like, how the fuck did they have the means or the budget for that? And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what? And it's like so quick, too. It's not that long, but you're like, what? Because, yeah, it's like it's this beautiful fluid motion it's caught going on. And then when I read afterwards that they had mm-hmm. achieved it by putting that shit on top of, like, a Volkswagen Beetle, I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course. It's just, like, rolling through the field. That's how they did that. That's yeah. so awesome. Um, yeah. And there's some, there's a few shots in the movie that I thought were, like, visually really stunning. Like, I think, like, the first mm-hmm. shot they have where they first show you after the meteor and it's, like, Maybe it's nighttime, but it's like dewy and it's like dewy spider webs across these flowers. And for a minute, like I, not that I forgot it was a giant spider movie, but like we hadn't (laughs) met the spiders yet. So I saw this, I was like, oh, like what a choice to put that shot in. It's so pretty. And I was like, well, they're obviously putting a shot on you, dumb bitch, to show you that like the spiders are here. But I was like, oh, right. But like really pretty choice. I love that. (laughs) Um, So it has its moments for sure. But Mm -hmm. I think, um, talking about what you were talking about earlier with the um the kind of scientific aspect of it of like Mm -hmm. um these two scientists like teaming up or whatever to be like my findings are this and my findings are this like coming to the conclusion that it's a black hole and blah 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 blah, blah. like I will commend them yeah for like putting in that effort girl like and like I'm not smart enough, nor do I have, do I care enough to be like checking, like how scientifically accurate could this even be? Like, I'm sure like not very, um, but you know, whatever, like there's an attempt. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like those scenes really for me, like in a movie that's like what, like 80 minutes or some shit, like Mm -hmm. slowed the pace because I was like, in general, like, I feel like it took us 40 minute mark to get to the goddamn puppets. And now we're here and I'm like, hell yes. Like, it feels like in Squirm, another movie that you could compare this to, an invasion movie that we did. Right, yeah. With worms. Where, like, once you get to, like, oh, now the worms are coming, you're like, fuck yeah. And it just, like, keeps going. Mm-hmm. And you're like, gross. Holy hell. Yeah. Where I felt when we get to the puppets, I was like, let's fucking go. And to be fair, they do. Like, they give us bigger puppets every time. But when they had to like do those pauses for like five or six minutes to be like, we're, we're talking again. Like, how are we going to solve this? I'm like, I don't care. Send the bumbling <laughs> sheriff out to die. Like already, like, let's go. Um, I don't need any explanation. You could be speaking a different language right now. You could be saying anything. And I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Where's the big spider? That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I don't, I, I think I probably glazed over a little bit in those scenes because like I, in one ear or the other of like the science you're talking about. But I do appreciate that they decided to go the science fiction route because I feel like in the seventies, I feel like, you know, outer space travel was like, you know, obviously something that was somewhat new, like this, they went to the moon at 69 and, you know, they're exploring what is out in the universe and all this unknown. And I'm sure they, you know, there's all the alien speculation in the public and like, 
so yeah, it makes sense to have your film be based around like, ooh, outer space and the unknown and things that are scary when like so many other spider movies that at least I have in my like knowledge are like, you know, eight-legged freaks and like arachnophobia, which are spiders of earth that are like, you know, eight-legged freaks, they get uh, the like uh, toxins from the local like water or whatever that like make them supersized and crazy and arachnophobia. It's the spider from like Africa or something that comes over and has like all the babies. Whereas this is a space spider. So like, I appreciate that. But I also think because it is a space spider, you don't have to go into like the physics of it all. I feel like you could kind of just have more fun with it and be yeah. a little bit like silly and goofy. But I guess they, that one guy wanted to ground it in like reality. And it probably was something that in the, at the time, like the public would find scary as like, oh, what if that ever really happened? Like, we don't know. We don't know what's out there. Like, we still have no fucking idea. Maybe extraterrestrial spiders are just steps away from our door. You never know. Going off of that, like, I think once and even going back to the blob, though, like, like the original blob, I mean, obviously, I think we obviously both preferred the 80s remake, but just talking about the original blob, because that would have come first before this. Um, Like, from my recollection, like, they don't do a lot of, like, like, justifying where the blob came from or whatever, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Like, they do the whole, like, old man and his dog finding the blob and then, like it's slowly doing that where I'm just like, yeah, you could do the same thing, especially because it's like when you do the like, it came from outer space. Like I think, yeah, with something like arachnophobia Mm -hmm. or eight-legged freaks to keep it in the realm of spiders, like when they started out on planet earth and then were mutated, you have to give some semblance of an explanation because it's like, well, where did that come Mm -hmm. from? But I think when your explanation is like, it came from outer space done that's enough you don't have to do any more work yeah. like yeah like girl there's so much we don't fucking know about space even now let alone in 1975 like so well i think that gives you the opportunity to play a lot and be like yeah so we can make up anything we can make up that they came out of a black hole which obviously mm-hmm. okay great but at the same time it's like but you also don't have to do anything you could literally just be like i don't fucking know these spiders came from outer space and like that's the thing it's like in theory, like, they're just, like, blowing the spider up in the end. Like, sure, I'm sure it's, like, the whole, like, we're closing the, the hole. But I'm, like, you could have just blown it up and then we Yeah, it's like, something okay. about, like, the neuron. They're, like, doing something with, like, a neuron-specific kind of weapon that is going to, like, fucking reacclimate <sighs> the atoms or something. Well, that's why I think when they blow them up, which also the blowing up scene is so dumb because they have this explosion, but the spider is not near the explosion. Like, it's literally a shot of, like, the (laughs) explosives they set up, like, going up. Spider's not there, but then they cut and it's like, here's the spider, like, somewhere else in the field, but he's getting blown up. So you're already like, okay. But then the explosion, they, they run it backwards. So it's like he's absorbing the shock. So at first I was like, oh my God, is he eating the explosion? He's too powerful for them. (laughs) But then I was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do now? Um, But I guess it's him just like, yeah, like his atoms going back into the black hole or what the fuck ever. Because then they're just like, it's over now, the end. Well, yeah, Big Mama Spider kind of just like melts in the same way that like, um, like the deadites kind of melt at the end of the original Evil Dead, where like they kind of just become like maggot infested, like porridge. It's gnarly and gross. I hate looking at it. You know what it's like? It's like in fucking Arachnophobia when he, um, I think it's the big spider. 
or it's one of the big, I don't know if it's, if it's, um, whatever the fuck they name that goddamn huge spider he has to fight at the end. But there's one spider when he's in the basement and he like, remember this where he like hits it and it hits the fuse box and it explodes and then like the mm-hmm. pus starts yes. like melting out of it. Like yeah. I really liked Probably. the pus at the end of this. Like it was like the almost like blue green at times pus where I was like, yeah, see, I wish we had more of this. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I wish we had more of the space weird shit of like, I mean, beyond the weird shit that it's like a huge spider gobbling people up. But like, yeah, it's like oozing this like, weird blue space pus and like i need more of that shit and less of like us in like biology lab being like what what are we gonna do with this black hole but to move off of um us ragging on the scientists for a second i think another key plot point that we have to bring up because it definitely i feel like was one of the factors pre-spider puppets being included that i was like what are we doing is the um relations on the kester farm which took me a minute to like get us acquainted with because when we introduced the the characters the movie we first meet davy and the sheriff and davy's talking to sheriff Mm -hmm. he wants a scoop whatever they're like oh whatever and he's like oh i'm going on a date tonight um to with terry and he's like oh you better watch out because of like whatever Mm -hmm. and they kind of pose it as like oh it's like her dad maybe but then he's like oh it's like yeah he says like did you get permission of like dan kester and he's like he's not his like he's not her dad he's her brother-in-law yeah he's like, doesn't matter he runs the house so Very like so already you're just like what and then you get there <laughs> and like all like the relationships are so fucking weird because you get there and terry's not quite ready for the date yet so ev is sitting on the porch already sloshed and she's talking to davy coming on to him he's underage mm-hmm. so she's already being inappropriate and she's like if you were five years older like i'd jump you you're like yeah. bitch enough um sounds like if he's then, his age now you're trying to jump him dead ass yeah. and then terry comes out um whatever and they leave and then we get we get introduced like a minute later to Dan, who's like, and he's like, yeah, the whole thing. Where he's like, I'm gonna go to a sermon. And you're like, okay, and like she, and you're just like, Didn't what's going you on? Get your dick sucked at a sermon, literally. Well, then we cut to him like having. At first, you're like, oh my. At first, I was like, okay, it's just like a woman in town he's sleeping with. And then there was a, 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 a no, it's just a sex worker. Her house. Well, she's a sex worker because he pays her, but then like she she's also, also a bartender. She, I was like, you could do both. She's also yeah. like the town, like you know, yeah. like bar maiden or whatever. Like everybody knows where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like you can have two jobs. It was just kind of at first I was like, wait, it is the same lady that he's sleeping with. Um, but that all aside, all that's whatever aside. Like, sure, like let them have their fucking drama. Let her be like a lush. And he's sleeping around and he's a piece of shit. But where it really gets to this territory where you're like, giant spider invasion, what are we doing? (laughs) Is when he so clearly is trying to fuck Terry, who we aren't giving anyone specific age, but like you get the vibe that Terry and Davey are like in high school or like yeah i would say maybe 18 at most if anything freshly 18 so already mm-hmm. it's already just weird in general but like there's a scene when they're in the kitchen the first thing they, they interact they're in the kitchen and she's talking about like how she had to walk home because she came home late 
And he's like, oh, and blah, blah. And at first, it doesn't seem like he's being weird with her. He's kind of like, your boyfriend or this, that guy's like a piece of shit. Like, he pulled one over on you being like, you have to walk home. Like, that's oh, yeah. an old trick. So you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, sits down with her and he's, like, eating chicken wings at, like, three in the morning or something. <laughs> and then she says to him, he's like, oh, shit, we were parked at, like, um, a junkyard. And he's like, oh, he would take you there, blah, blah, because, like, he's horny or whatever. And she's like... Um, I'll have you know that, like, Loki, like, I was the one that was horny. Like, I was trying to go to the junkyard. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, like, I should take you over my knee and, like, slap your ass and, like, spank you. Which already is just, like, whatever. But you know this shit was written by a man. Because, as mm-hmm. we said before this podcast, I have no problem with a lady who knows what she wants. Who is sexually invigorated and goes after it and has no shame. Whatever. That's not what this is. This is very much like men, like the way she reacts to all these moments is so bizarre because she's like, like chase, like chase me around the table. And I'm like, could you imagine any, there's another comment he makes later on where like he knew her. Oh, it's when he's trying to like essentially be like, be my new wife. Like I'll give you these diamonds we found in the geode. And he says like, oh, but like when I met you, you were like 13. Disgusting. Yeah, nasty. And he's like, but now you're like a full woman, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And, like, all these moments, like, which, of course, like, you want her to react to be, like, what the fuck? (laughs) No. (laughs) You're disgusting. What is this? But she kind of, like, she doesn't give into it. Like, she's not, like, ooh, yeah, I'm, like, into it. But, like, she very much brushes it off, like, ah, whatever. And when her, her, like, his, his cousin cousin or some shit. So it's, like, so, like, comes in. And he walks in the house. And he sees her, like, naked. Like, titties out. You think the normal reaction would be, like, a stranger, even if I know him, like, he's not supposed to be in my house, just saw me naked, like, oh, my God. And she just kind of very casually she's like, ugh, covers her tits again. And she's like, and then the rest of the scene plays out with her, like, barely holding this towel on her chest, which, once again, I'm not shaming her for having titty out in her own house. But there is a sense where I'm like, girl, stop playing these games. Like, he is disgusting. He is a creep. Like, there is a universe in which, like, he is going to, like, sexually assault you right now. Like, get out of there yeah. like stop playing this like it's a game like i was scared for her i was like oh god what time is this fucking movie gonna take i mean yeah that would have been really bad i think that it was very much i'm hoping the intent of those characters was to make us hate them as much as we possibly could and see what slime balls and like fucking like lecherous little creeps they are so that when they get got by the big mama spider i'm extra happy but yeah her responses definitely feel written by a man um although you know I don't know how intimidated you can be by a man in like footy pajamas with like a fucking back brace on over them with his gut sticking out, eating fucking chicken wings at like 2 a.m. So I also probably would be I like, mean, yeah. get the fuck up. Get the fuck away like, from me. No, he's a fucking loser for Jersey Shore. Like there's no question about it. I just think it's one of those things where at the end of the day, like not to be like, let's bring some real world consequences to the giant spider invasion from 1975. Mm-hmm. But when you watch it in – as a woman yeah. in modern times, there is a sense where I'm like, yeah, he's a fucking loser. But like there, it's still like, she's alone with him right now. Like at night, like out on their farm, that's like in the middle of nowhere. He is physically bigger than her. Like, it's just like a weird, like, I mean, but at the same time, like, I, I feel like that might kind of be the natural response for somebody of that age in 1975. where like, this is the man of the house. Like mm. to some extent she has to like respect him And, like, she lives in his house and, you know, I don't think that, you know, maybe in a small town of Wisconsin, she's going to be, like, fucking fighting for her, like, 
her rights against him. You know, I feel like she probably, it's probably more of the whole, like, I'm just going to, like, let him say what he wants to say and, like, run away and get away from him because, like, gross. But I don't think she's ever going to, like, stick up for herself or fight back. Yeah, I think there's multiple factors because I think you're right in the sense of they're definitely not characters I think we're supposed to root for. Like, and they they both get got. Like, Mm -hmm. so, which I will come back around to that for another point I wanted to make. But. So, yes, they're not supposed to be like, yeah, rooting for Dan Kester and his weird <laughs> fucking gem shop cousin. Um, but in the same way where, yeah, and also, like, I, I think you're right contextually. Like, yeah, like, she's she's very powerless, which I think makes it seem, even though they're not playing it that mm-hmm. way, like, scarier in the sense of, like, yeah, like, given the times and, like, her situation, like, he's the man of the house and, like. And then connected to that, like, she can't really be mean to his cousin fully because, like, that might get back to him and blah, 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 blah. I think what bothered me about it was, and at the end of the day, like, do I expect this 80-minute giant Spider Invasion movie to have these, like, really heartfelt scenes of her, like, talking to Davy or somebody else about, like, yeah, like, I feel trapped in that house and, like, I feel scared and I have to give, like, no, I'm not expecting that. And I don't really want it. And I think because I don't want it, I think it's probably just, like, we didn't have to do it at all. Like, he could have just been, like, a piece of yeah. shit, like, deadbeat husband. And, like, I guess if you had to do one of them, like, maybe a one-off scene with, like, the cousin being creepy. Because there's a whole thing where he's like, well, we're not blood-related mm-hmm. since I'm only his cousin. Where you're just like, okay, and, like, have that one-off scene and then immediately kill him afterward. But, like, it's because it's, like, going black between both of them. There's multiple scenes where then, yeah, her reaction is, like, sure, not, like, very combative. But at the same time, yeah, very much played off, like oh whatever like you guys are weird mm-hmm. or you guys are annoying where it is just like i'm scared for you girl um but yeah i just feel like i didn't want it there at all where i was just like i don't need this in my giant spider movie thank you very much but what i will say which also made me really come around to this in the end when you got to the big puppets and i was like yes is that when you really think about it other than those poor cows that were sacrificed is that mm-hmm. the spider really whether it's intentional or not really only eats and kills the shitty people because <laughs> it kills dan caster yeah. kills his cousin it um it kills ev which you could be and i'm not criminalizing her for being an alcoholic that is a disease um which she cannot help but she is trying to get with an underage boy at the beginning which yeah she clearly like she's not like an evil character in the same way that like I would an evil strong word but like Dan and like Billy are definitely the like antagonists that we're not supposed to root for and I do think that Ev in a way is also her own version of an antagonist but like obviously because who we are we're gonna like view her situation and give her a lot more leeway than we would give fucking any of those men but at the same time like she's not the nicest person she's a lot more tragic character yeah, and I think that a lot of what we see of her being kind of, like, rude is to Dan, which is always fucking valid and he deserves. So, like, I don't know really what her personality would be like aside from her husband um, and aside from her addiction. So, you know, it does feel like she's kind of just a – like a victim of circumstance for the film where, like, she's just the first person to really get – she's the first one to die, right, before Dan? Yeah. Yes, because she dies when he yeah, leaves so, the house. Yeah, and then Terry almost dies, but she does not because she is good. 
I guess. She is guiltless. Yeah. That's my thing. It's just like, um, and then even like think the only other big one I can remember like dying. Cause I think there's like, there's like the weird like body they find in the field of like yeah, the guy on motorcycle. It's yeah. just like a random person. So like, I don't really can, I'm not really looking into that, but even the sheriff, like, sure. Like he's not really a bad character, but like he is. Well, is it the sheriff? Because idiot. I, I didn't think it was the sheriff when I was like, is that the sheriff? And then I, when I was reading the plot back to like prepare for my synopsis, it said the deputy. So I don't think that was the sheriff. Oh, it's not the sheriff. It's the deputy. I think it's um, just his deputy. Yeah. I don't really think we know much. I don't know. I'd really, I'd have to go back to the last like 10 minutes and rewatch it. But based on the Wikipedia plot synopsis that I reread, it says the deputy. And he is referred to as the sheriff earlier. Okay. Well, he's a cop. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you know what? I was like rocking heavily with um, Big Mama Spider's choices. I was like, if you're going to try to make when me she... think she's the villain. When she rolled up on that fucking carnival full of children on that, like, what was it? Like a little league, like a baseball field. I don't know if I just like, I wasn't looking at the screen and then I looked up at that moment or if it was just like a really quick cut, but it just felt like so sudden that all of a sudden this massive spider was just like in a field full of children. And I was like, oh my God, what is it doing? Where did it come from? And it was very jarring to me. It was like one of the most effective moments for me. She wants a snack. Just like watching this, I have to explain, like- with such i'm sure i said before in this podcast but like i truly nothing makes me go like crazy crazy like a puppet like you put a puppet on the screen especially when i like didn't even know it was coming oh all my hair standing up on end like i'm like what yeah she's feral ladies and gentlemen (laughs) some of my fucking notes that I took while watching this, specifically when the puppets showed up, were um giant spider puppet in the dresser drawer. Let's go! And then um <laughs> and oh my fucking god! And then giant spider in the field. Go 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 go! <laughs> and um sp- big spider attacks a little league game. Yummy! I was just like Yummy. really rooting for um for whatever she wanted to happen um but yeah i I could talk about the puppets forever and i just love that like they very much i mean i guess aside from like the really huge ones but even they still have a sense of like they look like you went to a spirit halloween and like got one of the big display spiders like specifically the one that kills ev in the barn when it jumps down from Mm -hmm. the rafters like that is like fully pulled from like yeah like party city and, like, it's on a string. And they're like, just throw it at her. Um, which I was like, oh, God. I love this. This is the this is the charm of bee horror right here. I have two plot questions for you, if you don't mind. Go for because it. I don't know if I just missed it or if they set things up and then just were like, don't worry about it. We don't pay our writers. <laughs> we don't feed our writers. Um, okay. Question one. There's a whole like conversation when they find all the dead cattle where Dan is like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to sell it all to Dutch down at the bar and he's going to buy all this meat. And Ev is like, we don't know what killed these, like these cows. Like you can't sell this meat. It could be bad. And then they cut later to showing like everyone like eating a bunch of meat at Dutch's. And I'm like, are you implying that they're eating that meat? Because I thought that some shit was going to happen where, like, the meat was going to be, like, infested with spider eggs or something. 
And I just felt like it was a missed opportunity because they really set it up. And then as far as I know, nothing happened. No, nothing happened. You're absolutely right. Like it is a missed opportunity because, yeah, she says like, we don't know what did this. What if it's like infected me? And he's like, well, that's his problem. Like I'm only concerned mm-hmm. with the selling of it and then he can deal with whatever comes afterward. Um, which I didn't even fully clock them eating. Like I'm sure I saw it, but I, I didn't. You're smarter than me because I wasn't like, well, wait a minute. Well, it could have just been right. a scene of people eating. I don't know. I just kind of put it yeah. together to be like, oh, is that going to happen now? But it would be interesting. And that's what we're talking about once again to come back to it. Like if you needed to fill fucking time in this, like – and once again, obviously budget constraints. So, like, you know, it's easier to shoot a scene of them just sitting in a room talking about a black hole than, like, actually making, like, effects happen. But, like, yeah, like, having a scene where, like, either, like, it it could be something like Squirm where they're, like, oh, there's worms in the milkshake and we just see it and it's gross and everyone freaks out. So, like, oh, there's spiders mm-hmm. in the meat. Gross. Like, it could have been a silly thing where it's, like, can't take, wait for a bite of this burger. It's, like, a full tarantula <laughs> in the bun. Like, I don't care. Like, I love that shit. Um... Or, yeah, if you wanted to go further, like, it could be, like, they eat it and then, like, a little while later, like, somebody, like, you know, like, the mist, like, <laughs> like explodes yeah. with spiders coming out of them. Because, yeah, you don't have to explain it. It's a spider from outer space. Like, anything you tell me, I'll exactly. believe. Um, but you're absolutely right. Missed opportunity. Um, what was your other okay. question? Um, they might have said – they might have explained it in all the science scenes that I was, like, dozing off in. But there are so many spiders that come – from this comet that come out of these geodes. There's all kinds of different size spiders. There's the big mama. There's everyone. So why do they only have to kill the big mama? Um, I mean, girl, uh, another great question because, yeah, it's not really explained. <laughs> um, it's one of the things where it's like the ge- – it's like are the geodes actually her eggs that she's laying? Um, like that's another question mm-hmm. you could ask. Like do, do space spiders just pop out – diamond geodes for their babies um they're bougie but like I, I mean i don't know i don't know if they're working on like vampire logic of like kill the head vampire the rest will mm-hmm. die um <laughs> i mean clearly since they were like not even working with a finished script and doing this on the fly like i'm sure it got to a point where it's like we have we are gonna do one big explosion and kill the big one and we're just gonna leave it at that and yeah. maybe in their head, like, killing the big one doesn't kill all the other ones, but they're like, well, as long as we take care of Big Mama and she can't produce anymore, we'll then work on killing off the smaller ones. So we got to get rid of the big one first. Um, yeah, I, I simply have no answers for you, but you're right to ask these questions. Thank you. It's because I'm an intellectual. I think, I mean, girl, yeah, you're you're miles <laughs> more intellectual than anyone working on the Giant Spider Invasion. <laughs> But in terms of questions, to keep that going, I think now would be a good time if we moved into the Q and Slay. The girls who cried be horror. Alrighty. So, Alex, to kick this off, yeah. um, what is your favorite quote from the giant spider invasion? Oh, I'm glad we're going to get this one out of the way because uh, I feel like some our movies always, I feel like the movies we pick are either like chock full of fucking quote after quote where I'm like, this is killing me. I love all of this. Or I'm like, I got nothing for you. And I have to fucking moan like the fucking leech woman. So yeah, as know. if you weren't dying to moan like leech woman. <laughs> oh, I was so ready. Um, my genuinely, my favorite line is 
I think the first line of the film, and you brought it up at the beginning of the episode, which is when Davey walks into the sheriff's office and he just goes, hey, little buddy, which I didn't realize at the time was a Gilligan's reference. I just thought it was so cute that he was just like, hey, little buddy. And I was like, what is this relationship? You're so cute. But I also enjoy this line that Ev says to Dan um, right around the first time we're seeing him. Um, she, He's like leaving to go to his quote unquote uh, you know, sermon that he's going to listen to. And she says, sometimes the only way I know you're alive is when I hear you flush the toilet. And I thought yeah. that was funny and cutting. And That's I was like, oh. I mean – Lucky for you that you fucking barely know he exists. I would be counting my blessings. Yeah, I'd be like, ugh, sighing every time I heard that toilet flush. Like, fuck, he's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, but thank God that's the only time I have to fucking interact with him. Literally. Um, my oh, yeah. line, even though I hate this character, Dan Kester, is a Dan Kester line. And he says it to Ev when they are out in the field, I believe, looking at the corpses of the cows. I don't remember exactly what she says, um, but his response to her is, um, you're so dumb, you wouldn't know rabbit turds from Rice Krispies, um, which I don't have any greater reason for picking other than I was like, <laughs> what an interesting way to call somebody stupid. I mean, I was like, I get it. Like, I can see the vision of a brown mm-hmm. rabbit turd and I guess a, a chocolate Rice Krispie, Um but I was just kind of like, no, regular Rice Krispie because she's that stupid. She's that dumb. Um, but it's one of it's like, I'm like, so is she that dumb or are you that dumb for choosing that to be your way to call her dumb? <laughs> it was just like layered in stupidity. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, for sure. Um, yeah. There wasn't a whole lot, I feel like, to pick from in this. Well, yeah. I think a lot of the the dialogue that would be like noteworthy are like the little one-line puns from the sheriff or like, you know, yeah. there's a few different interactions that are like very clearly written to be like tongue-in-cheek and like, ha-ha, funny. But for me, I was like, but where's the humor? Like, I don't think it's funny. Yeah. It's very dad joke a lot of the time and it was not like worth bringing up anything particular. Um, no. So moving on from that, we got some good kills from these big old baby spiders. Big, mm. old, big spiders. What's your favorite kill or practical effect or puppet or whatever? They're all, I love all my puppet spiders equally in my heart. Um, but my favorite kill is um, Kester being eaten by the giant spider because it is the first time we see Big Mama and thus mm-hmm. Big Mama's first kill. Um, and yeah, he just, and it's one of those things where it's like, we're deep enough in this movie now where I'm like, oh, God, is he going to, like, last really long? I was like, is he, like, and then, and be, especially because mm-hmm. they kill Ebb first. And you're like, yeah, what the fuck? And so when he gets gobbled up and he's, like, all bloody and, like, gets just the spider, like, with their little, like, spider fangs, like, gobble, gobble, gobble. Get in here. <laughs> slurping him up like spaghetti. I was like, oh, this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. <laughs> I love everything she stands for. She is mother. Um, so absolutely my favorite kill of the movie. Yeah, I obviously made note of that as well because he's like the worst character. So like you're always just excited and rooting for the scene where he's going to get got. And so in that way, it was satisfying. But yeah, it's the first time you see the spider. And at the very end of it, it's cut with the preacher yelling, hallelujah. And I was like, oh, you're yes. fucking right, man. Hallelujah. Literally. We love it. Um, 
my favorite aside from that, because I agree that is, I think that Kester's death and Billy's death are both very worth talking about. So Billy's death is um, he goes to the farmhouse to, I'm gonna, I think he's trying to go get some of the diamonds because he is kind of like yeah. fibbed to his cousin that like, oh, these are not, these are like worthless. But in reality, he wants to get them for himself so he can get some money. And then, you know, he decides to take a little break and, you know, sexually harass his cousin's uh, sister-in-law um, because why not? And then when he is exiting the house, he's driving and he had left his car door open and a tarantula gets in and it starts crawling towards him as he's driving, which is truly one of my biggest fears. Like, I always get nervous of like, what if I'm oh, driving? And a tarantula no, shows up in Massachusetts? No. Well, I mean, in general, like, I've always been afraid of like, what if I'm driving somewhere and like, I didn't realize there was a spider like on the top of my like car oh, wow. above me. And like, what if it starts to dangle in front of my face? Like, my instinct is yeah. going to be like to swat it away. My mom one time stopped her car in the middle of a fucking rotary because there was a spider and I she almost got us all killed so it is always like a fear of mine so I think his reaction rightfully is to like freak out and he tries to like hit it away but what he doesn't see in his path as he's driving is that there's a huge fucking spider web with a huge big mama in the spider web that just wrecks his car and he's I think he eventually escapes the big spider, but he's still so scared of the little tarantula next to him that he then crashes into a gas station, manages to get out of the car, and as he's climbing out the window, the whole fucking gas station explodes, which is just beautiful. And then, of course, directly from that, you get that cut that we talked about earlier of Big Mama just casually gliding across the field, having her Sound of Music moment by herself. No, literally. It's so good. I love to see her in that shot, just like cut to different music, like (laughs) the sound, or like here comes the sun. (laughs) Yes, living the life I wish I was living. Um, And I do want to make a quick mention of another shot that truly filled me with joy, which is when. Terry gets attacked but does escape but she's in the house and the giant spider's on top and it's like yeah the big huge like tube leg fuzzy tube leg like comes through the window and is like it's kind of like that zombie movie moment where it's like you're too close to the door and they've shot their hand through the glass and are like choking you but it's like a dumb spider leg that's like come here I want a snack and I was just like (laughs) the way if I was on set I know I've talked I think I talked about it in Practophobia, where I was like, I could never, if I was an actor, like do a movie with like live spiders. Like, I just like wouldn't be able to do it. Like, blah blah. But like, the opposite would be true of like, oh, I get to work with this big dumb spider puppet. Like, they wouldn't be able to get the shots because I'd be like playing around and like laughing too much. I'd be like, <laughs> no, like you have to be scared. And I'm like, but I love her. I love yeah, her you'd too be much. On, you'd be on set day two, and they'd be like, where did the puppet go? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just add on your side. on The Mandalorian. Um, where is the Baby Yoda puppet? My shirt just like weirdly distorted. I have no idea. It was just here a minute ago. Um, anyways. Okay. Well, if you were living in the giant spider invasion, um, who would be your partner in crime? I had a couple options here, but I'm going to go with Dr. Jenny Langer, who we have not really discussed much. Mm. She is the astronomy professor who is the one who tips off NASA, and she's just like 
a badass bitch. You get one scene of her like teaching a class where she's talking about black holes and all kinds of like white dwarfs and all kinds of stuff in like space. And it's clear that she is very intelligent, very articulate. And I love her. And the reason I pick her in addition to just being a strong woman is because there is a scene where when the guy from NASA comes, they have this like back and forth that is so infuriating to me. And I know is meant to be like funny, but he's like trying to find Dr. Langer and he's like, Oh, I'm here to see your husband. And she's like, I don't have a husband. And he's like, Oh, then your father. And she's like, my father's dead. And he's like, Oh, then you must be your brother. And she's like, I am Dr. Langer. And I just, as a woman, who has been in a power position at a job and also as a woman who has a gender neutral name, there have been multiple times where I have like approached a man who I'm supposed to be like working with for like an event and like gone to introduce myself and they have fully like walked away from me, gone to another man nearby and been like, you must be Alex. And then just to have that guy be like, she's Alex. And it is always simultaneously like so infuriating and also so satisfying to be like, yeah, what did default your brain it's fucking broken so anytime i see a woman have to deal with that i'm like kindred spirit girl you you're my girl no that's so fucking real and well i have never specifically experienced that i think it's a similar feeling as um a woman that i don't think i'm masculine looking i think i have a very feminine face at least i am told this but i have a very masculine quote unquote if you want to call it that haircut because i have a buzzed head and the amount Mm -hmm. of times i have had people either looking at the back of my head or looking me dead in the face misgender me um and i it sucks in whatever capacity if you've ever been misgendered like it's not a nice feeling um I, the only upside is like that's that moment you get when you like at least mm-hmm. specifically for me when I either just I'm like I'm not a sir or I just usually it's a customer service you know situation where you're just like hi how can I help you in my very feminine voice and the immediate like color draining from the face oh, yeah. and just like pure embarrassment where I'm like I also still feel embarrassed because now it's like this awkward interaction I have to have with you like I don't love this but like just that second of being like and now I know you feel like a fucking dipshit and I know you feel bad. That's my only victory I can have in this moment. And I will revel in it. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you go with? Um, Big surprise. I'm picking the giant VW Beetle Spider. <laughs> nice. Oh, bitch. Fucking superimpose me into that shot of her doing sound of music, but I'm holding one of her spider legs and we're <laughs> skipping through the field. Girl, I love her. She is everything. Like, girl, I can't even tell you. When I saw that spider in the goddamn dresser drawer, I was like, here we go. And then I saw that bigger spider in the barn. And I was like, hot damn. And then there was the spider on the house. I don't even know which one came first, but I was like, okay, huge. And when that bitch was immobile in that aerial shot in the field, <laughs> I was like, this god is a woman and when i say that i mean big mama spider from the giant spider invasion <laughs> on a roll um yeah i just love her and i there was like the scene when she's like you know like rolling into the little league game but it's still like this beautiful shot of like it's summertime and it's like oh these green pastures and it's like and of course like everyone's running and screaming and she's just like here i come i was like oh. i would just like sit on top of her like ride in on her um just like me and my girl going to the supermarket beep beep yeah uh, she's just gonna her. get to town to run some errands Come no on. literally get out of our way i wish i had her when i was stuck behind a fucking slow walker girl move yeah. 
<laughs> um, get out of the way. But yeah, she's everything to me. She's my queen. I could pick simply nobody else. She is a great spider. I'm so glad that you kind of blindly picked this film and you were able to get such a, an incredible puppet out of it. Yeah, that's always the greatest gift God can give me. Add her um, to your army of puppets. No, literally. I'm going to like queen <laughs> right. a thread of like greatest movie puppets of all time. Yeah, I can't believe I will you do don't it. already have like a letterbox list for it. <laughs> My favorite puppet. Well, because there's a lot of TV puppets I wouldn't be able to include. Like I need to include Grogu. I need to include Tutter from Bear in the Big Blue House. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So. That's fair. Anyhow. That's valid. Well, okay. So I guess we should move on to our original questions. Um, yes. I feel like we've done so many bug-based movies that I was like, girl, think of anything that is different than what we have asked. I know, so I know. <laughs> I got, a, I got a, a weird one. You can take a second to think okay. about it. Okay. It's a situational question. So let's say right now a big mama spider busts into your apartment. And it's not gonna be it's your story. I'm so sorry. You have to you have to try to fight it in this situation. Okay. You can't just well. I'm assuming it's not a puppet it. in the situation. It's a big but yes. It's a spider. it's a yeah. big ass fucking space spider. You are not able to escape your apartment. You are stuck in the apartment for whatever reason. You have to fight this spider. You have a little bit of time to to like get yourself together. What object or objects in your apartment would you utilize to fight the spider? That's a great question. Uh, I would be dead for sure. As you sure, I would not. <laughs> you have like, nothing I, but like little miniature things I know. everywhere. I mean, I have a pretty. I have an, a real like vintage old bowling pin that sits on top of my dresser, so it's pretty heavy. I think about that a lot. If we were at Invader, like that's what I would go for. Um, like if I like heard because we like all sleep with our bedroom doors closed in the middle of the night and like the apartment door closed. But like I feel like if I heard somebody break into the apartment door, I'd have a minute to be like before they got to my room. Like I'm grabbing that and I could I could bludgeon somebody with that shit. Now a giant space spider, I don't think so. So I feel like my instinct would be to I have one of those um big ass fucking grill lighters. I use it to light candles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I would take that. And then I think I would take like a fucking can of like, I don't know, some like, I have like an aerosol type spray that I use to clean my, um, it's not specifically air, it's Barbasol or some shit. Like they use to clean the clippers mm-hmm. like cut my hair with. I think I would take that and just spray it straight into the flame and do like a flamethrower situation. Um, nice. Yeah. I think if I was like in my family home, I would have better options. But given what I have here, which is basically nothing, I have a small apartment, I would have to go, mm-hmm. you know, Ripley with the flamethrower. That's a great answer. You would definitely destroy it. You would win. You would survive. Oh my god. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I you reminded me that I also have a big ass thing of like outside like in- insect pesticide for like under like under mm. the fucking like um what's it called um the deck not shingles but the shit on my house you know the siding of the house you're supposed to like you know spray it to like keep bugs from coming inside in the summer i do have that which would probably be very handy and it's literally like the john goodman like exterminator thing where it has like the little yeah um like the nozzle that you spray so i would probably grab that but my initial instinct was um because my house in particular has like very high ceilings very high like vaulted ceilings and our bedroom is like um the top floor of our house is like all a loft bedroom with these like really nice windows that you open up and then you can like put your head out into the living room and like look down into the living room. Um, So I feel like I would utilize 
that like height if it was like in my first floor to like be above it. And we have, because the ceilings are so high, we have like a ton of skylights. And so we have these like insanely long sticks that are supposed to be to like hook the curtain and like in the drape and like pull it up and down. So I think I would just straight up like take one of the very like professional like chef's knives I have and just like uh-huh. duct tape the <laughs> shit out of that to this big long stick. And then just like out oh, my God. bedroom window, just try to like stab it as many times as I can. That would probably be what I did. I love that image, especially even though in our your scenario, it would be a real spider. But I love imagining you doing that with the big puppet spider. So it's just like this dumb like puppet arm. And then you just like, poke, poke, poke. Get out of here. Get, get, get out of here. Yeah, I want to um, stab it, but I don't want to be close to it. I need distance. I don't want that pus spraying on me. Um, Ooh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> my original question, um, because I also was like, there we've done the bug questions and I was like and I don't remember what they are to know to like not ask the same one so my question was given the fact that in this movie people are essentially attacked by the equivalent of giant Halloween decorations um (laughs) and we are both we're both acquainted with spirit Halloween when the season Mm -hmm. is upon us um if you were to be if you had to be killed by any um Mm. halloween decoration so think about when you walk into a spirit halloween everything you see every year um which one would you want it to be it was this was the easiest question anyone in my entire life has ever asked me um i can't wait i knew the answer before the question even left your mouth um it's not going to be a spirit halloween decoration it's going to be a home depot decoration and it's going to be that like 30 foot skeleton yeah. That people buy and put up in the front of their house that's like bigger than their house. To get stomped on and crushed by that would be the only way I want to go. No, that's actually like the only answer. Like why do you think that is beyond me? That's the only answer. Um It's so good. Yeah, I love that guy. I wish good. I had like thousands of dollars to throw away on a fucking enormous skeleton. Ugh. I know. And then the people that leave it in their One yards day. all year round and like dress it up for different seasons. They are. I mean, I would do the same thing. Like the the effort it would take yeah. to try to like disassemble that, put it away, and then have to bring it back out for just for October. No, ma'am. If one day when I have a really beautiful house, like 10, 15 years from now, like I want to own that and have him in my yard all the time. I love him. Well, um, I think if I had to pick. Uh, it's like a classic spirit Halloween decoration to be my demise. Um, I would go with one of the many um, demon babies they sell every year. Um, oh, yeah. They're so good. Because the thing is, like, I would have a choice. They have an array. You know, they have the baby that's eating a bunch of spiders. They have, you know, the straight up, one. like, Satan. I know it's gross. They have, like, the straight up, like, Satan baby. They kind of have, like, an exorcist baby. Um, so, you know, pick your poison. And I feel like, you know, in this scenario, I'm, I'm dying. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it would be a, a less crazy way to go out than, like, being torn to shreds by, like, the animatronic, like, werewolf situation or some shit. Like, and I feel like I could put yeah. up for a – I could last longer. Like, I feel like I could put up more of a fight. Like, you know, like, bare-knuckle boxing this, like, demon baby for a little bit before it, like, takes me out finally. Whereas, like, these other ones, I'm not standing a chance. So definitely um, – rubber demon baby from spirit halloween would be my choice yeah 
I mean, if you're going to, the last thing you're going to see on this earth, I'd rather it be a creepy little demon baby than some like huge animatronic thing. That's very fair. I mean, I guess in theory they wouldn't be animatronics in this situation, but who gives a fuck? Um, Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) to round it all out after this thrilling conversation, um, we have to, as always, um, give our rating of the movie. So, Mm -hmm. Alex, would you like to go first? What are you rating this movie? Sure. I had an enjoyable time with this movie. I don't know if I would rewatch it frequently. I feel like I would see it at least one more time in my life. I would show this to somebody if somebody, especially in my life, enjoyed puppets. Um, And specifically for the puppets, I give three stars because I had an enjoyable time. It definitely, you know, had things that I think could have been done better or omitted or expanded upon. But at the end of the day, it's a giant spider movie from the 70s. So I'm not going to give it too much flack. I had a good time. Three stars. Yes. Um, I'm giving it the same rating. Originally, I was going to go lower. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid dumb jock rating um, mm-hmm. for very much the same reasons you already said. And I think when I sat with it for a little bit, I was like, no, the joy that those puppets brought me and kind of just like the charm to the fact that it is so silly and low budget, like mm-hmm. really, yes, obviously giving it slack, but like, it's just like something that I'm like, yeah, like we don't get movies like this anymore. Like we still obviously get low budget movies and silly movies, but like there is just something about that specific time, the seventies or the eighties or the older movies. And like that low budget charm that like is very hard to ever replicate again. So, Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong. We've watched movies from both those time periods that are low budget, that are just like shit heaps that they're like, I don't, I don't like this at all. Um, So when you still find one where you're like, ah, yes, it's captured that perfect silly stupidity. I kind of have to be like, you know what? Yeah. I would I would certainly, yeah. I don't know that on my own I'm going to be like, ooh, my new favorite movie. But, like, I would absolutely watch it again. <laughs> I would absolutely show somebody else um, just to see Big Mama again. Yeah. It really captures the magic of cinema in Big Mama, I think. No, literally. Like, Citizen Kane who? <laughs> she fucking killed him. She gobbled him the fuck up. Um, uh. oh, well... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, if you did not watch the movie first and this enticed you, it is readily available. Just literally type it into YouTube and you'll find the whole thing there because it's the most pirated movie of all time, sort of, I guess, or one of them. Um, But, yeah, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Girls Who Cried Before. We will be back at the latest next month for whatever we select next for our viewing and your listening pleasure. Um... And I think that's all we have for now. So as always, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye. Hi, creeps. And thanks for listening to another episode of The Girls Who Cried Be Horror. We'd like to take a minute to give thanks to Rachel Baldwin, who is the mastermind behind our incredible new intro music. You can follow her on Instagram at Rachel K. Baldwin. And all of her other music is available to stream on all major streaming platforms. We'd also like to thank Raymond Lowell, who's the incredible artist behind our podcast, Artwork. You can follow him on Instagram at rblowell to see all his other incredible work. And then for your two lovely hosts, Alex can be found on Letterboxd at Alex Branley. And I, Anya, can be found on Letterboxd at agarity15 as well as Twitter. 
And if you'd like to keep up to date on all things related to our podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror. Follow us on Twitter at Girls Who Cried BH. And if you'd like to send us a message very personally, you can email us at the Girls Who Cried Be Horror at gmail.com. Until next time, creeps, keep it creepy.